This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. This show, as always, is sponsored by Get Your Money Together Bootcamp. Oh My Dollar's immersive online course that covers step-by-step everything you need to know to craft your money plan, including instructional videos and worksheets. To sign up and get started conquering your money, head to bootcamp.ohmydollar.com. Use code PODCAST for 15% off. Welcome to Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful, but here we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. I'm your non-expert host, Will, and here's your expert host, Lillian Kerbick. Let's talk about money. One of our listeners wrote in with a question. At the end of the June 27th podcast episode, you said you wanted to know if your listeners have canceled their crappy whole life insurance policies. Is my whole life insurance policy a crappy product? I've had a $100,000 whole life insurance policy for over 10 years. After having a kid, I wanted more insurance. I kept my whole life policy and added on a term policy. Am I doing this wrong? How do I know if my whole life insurance policy is a crappy product? Life insurance, I know, is very scary for a lot of folks. Because um, you gotta, you got to kick the bucket to get life insurance, right? Yes. Yes. Well, let's dive into this a little further. And how do I benefit? How do you benefit? <laughs> well, so there's really two things that I kind of want folks to know about life insurance. First is that ideally you don't need life insurance forever. If you're building wealth, then life insurance is sort of kind of the thing that gets you from your age now, protecting your dependents in case you did kick the bucket, to the point at which you've had enough wealth built up. So, you know, if you've got a paid off house and you've been investing and saving for retirement, you don't necessarily need life insurance later in your life. Um, And the other thing to know about life insurance is that a lot of people don't think about life insurance until they need it and then it's too late right so if you wait until you get a cancer diagnosis you are not going to be able to get life insurance so it's better to get insured earlier because it's a lot cheaper to get insured earlier than to wait till you know you see the light at the end of the tunnel right getting it (laughs) while you're healthy makes sense yeah um the other thing to know is that life insurance is not an investment vehicle. And a lot of people get sold on, there's two primary types of uh, life insurance. One is called whole life and the other call, is called term. 
and term runs out after a set amount of time. So the goal of getting yourself financially well is getting you to the point where your income from your investments in your retirement covers your expenses, right? We've talked about this before. Um, and if you have a paid off house, which is a goal for a lot of people, then that means you're also not paying off a mortgage. Um, at this point, you're essentially self-insured. Um, which is why you don't necessarily want to get whole life insurance. And what whole life insurance does is whole life insurance bundles investments with insurance. Remember how we talked before about how when you're doing investing, you want to be diversified? Mm -hmm. You want to put your eggs in a bunch of baskets? If you buy what is called whole life insurance, what it is is it has a cash value. And that means that you could theoretically cash it out in different points of time. And they take that money that you give them and they invest that money and they invest it primarily in their own insurance company. So it's actually very risky and usually has very low returns because you're investing only in one place. It's mm -hmm. not diversified, right? Um, and whole life insurance is a lot more expensive than the other type of insurance. Because it's riskier? It's actually a lot more expensive because it has this cash value. So you can cash that value out while you're still alive for whole life insurance and because it has what's called a long term, right? When we talked about term with disability insurance, the longer the term, the more expensive it is. Whole life insurance, theoretically, you get it while you're young and it covers you un until you die. Um, versus term life insurance, you will get for a shorter term, usually 5, 10, or 20 years. It's a lot more expensive to get term life insurance later in your life because, you know, you're obviously the risk for you dying goes up every year you're alive. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, and so term life insurance is generally what what I would recommend that folks look into. And that's because you want to get to that point where you're self-insured and you have retirement assets and it is a lot cheaper and it is not bundling an investment package with an insurance package. So term life insurance seems like a way to cover yourself while you're building the wealth to where you don't need that anymore. Exactly. <laughs> so you, what you would get with term insurance is you would get it while you're young and healthy and easy to insure. If you wait until your sec, it's too late. Um, and, I, you know, there is a trap that a lot of people, especially middle class folks, get caught in. And this is these whole life insurance policies. And because you want diversity in your investment portfolio, you want to spread out that risk. Whole life insurance policies have you invested in a single company's stocks. So the returns are pretty terrible compared to what you could get in the stock market as a whole. This whole life insurance often costs like two or $300 a month uh, to get a whole life insurance policy because they say, hey, we're investing it for you and you'll get this money later. Um, you could instead save that money and invest it in your own retirement account, which your spouse and your dependents could keep if you die. Um, if you die on whole life insurance policies, they don't necessarily keep that cash out value. They only get the payout for the whole life insurance policy, right? Gotcha. Yep. Yep. Um, so this is why it's not generally a good deal to get whole life insurance. Um so instead of a whole life insurance policy, what you want to do is you want to cover your lost income in the event of your death for your dependents, either your spouse or your partner, um, if you have one, and your children. And you want to do this with relatively inexpensive term life policy. The earlier you get it, the cheaper it is. So it's just covering you for the first part of your working career into your 50s, at which point you're aiming to have your own assets self-insure you. Okay. Um, because your spouse will be able to live off the wealth that you've accumulated. So the rule of thumb generally is you want coverage for 10 times your income. 
So if you make $40,000 a year, you want $400,000 of coverage. Yeah. And this means that your dependents and partners will be able to get that $400,000 as, as a lump sum, which they can then invest and pull out close to the equivalent of your salary each year after you pass. So ideally, they would never have to touch the principal. They could just live off the interest from that whole life insurance policy. I don't care. Another thing to think about is that if there's a stay-at-home parent, they still have economic value. And um, covering them with a life insurance policy will cover the cost of replacing their labor. So if they do childcare, the cost of a nanny if they were to pass, and that would be their income. Right. right. So, so yeah, a nanny they're... costs thirty to $40,000 a year. That's around the amount that you would want to cover a stay-at-home parent for. Because that's the economic valuation of their labor. Okay. It, exactly. Um, for children, if you do take out a life insurance policy on your kid, um, you generally only need to insure the cost of their funeral. Um, if you have an emergency fund in place, you really shouldn't take out an insurance policy on your child. Um, on the very rare case that they're a child starlet and they're making money for you, <laughs> um, <laughs> then you might want to have that. Um, so here's the thing. I have a lot of people that say, like, life insurance. I'm young. I should probably get it now. Um uh, but they don't have a dependent or a partner, you can totally go without life insurance. If you feel like you are at risk in the future uh-huh. of developing some sort of diagnosis and you have plans for a family <laughs> um, <laughs> and you think it might be hard for you to get life insurance coverage, you could do it while you're younger, even when you're single. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't love the idea of doing that because I think in a lot of ways it's kind of wasting money. Um the or or at least it's sort of optimistic in a pessimistic way. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Yeah. You're planning for a future where you're uh too sick to get life insurance, but you also have a family. Right. No, I got <laughs> I got none of these things going right now. So <laughs> uh, Yeah. So, I mean, the if you have the funds in place to cover a funeral in the case of your death, um, if you don't have dependents or a spouse uh, or a partner, then, you know, you don't necessarily need to get life insurance. Now, that was one reason pirates used to have gold teeth, because your gold tooth could pay for your funeral costs. Ah. So that might be a that's a, a cheaper alternative. Yeah, life hack right here. You heard it on the Oh My Dollar gold Show. Gold get teeth gold pay teeth. for funerals. So. Because we're talking about life insurance, I do want to mention one thing. Have a living will in place. I don't care if you are mm. uh, don't have any dependents or anything. Have some sort of will. Um, there is a great website, which is um, G-Y-S-T, stands for Get Your Something Together, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that will walk you through how to do a living will. It doesn't actually take that long. Um, you don't necessarily need to go to a lawyer to have um, a document in place that's legally standing. You can just go get it notarized at your bank or whatever. Um, I mean, obviously, doing it through a lawyer will give you a better legal document. But have but just something. having something seems something worthwhile. Something is better than nothing, so people can know what the plans for your funeral is and everything. Save um, someone a bunch of paperwork after the fact. One that's... really great thing is if you're using a password manager, have whatever the emergency kit is for your password manager in there, so that people can log on to stuff when you mm-hmm, die, because mm-hmm. that is actually an important part of the modern world. Um, but yeah, uh, so life insurance—you may or may not need it. But everybody needs some sort of plan for if they kick the bucket. So, yeah. Well, that was a nice, uplifting episode. (laughs) Uh, 
Um, yeah, I would love to hear your questions. If you have any questions about life insurance, long-term disability, short-term disability, if I can't answer them, hopefully I can find someone who can um, answer them for you. So, yeah, I think that wraps our show for today. Our producer is Will Romy, and our intro music is by Aaron Parecki, and I'm Lillian Kerbake, your personal finance educator and host. Thanks for listening, and until next time, remember to manage your money so it doesn't manage you. X-Ray. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.